Boston baddies. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Abby. Thanks for being here. Welcome back, baddies. Welcome to one of the last days of July. Yeah. (laughs) Tomorrow's August. Is tomorrow August? Yeah. Or is it the next day? There's 31 days in July. So it's the 29th. So there's two more days. No, this this drops on the 31st. All right. Well, then welcome to the last day of July. <laughs> you I, were right. Recording in advance is just like it's we don't do the math and we're, stuff. We're living in the future, in the present. In the present, but in the past. But like <laughs> looking back at it from a future tense. Um, Thank you guys for being here. Welcome back to another week. It's crazy because we didn't take last week off, but we recorded it a little earlier in the week. So I feel Did like we? it's been... So long since we've been in the studio. Yeah, because I went to Charlotte last week. Oh, that's right. So it just feels like I haven't seen you since then. I know. So sad. I know. How are you? Well, I saw you in passing. Oh, that's right. Quickly. When you're on um, Gail and Mystery Man. Don't call it a date. We're on a (laughs) a date night. Okay. Yeah, let's bring a vegetarian to smoke shop and call that a date. No, we were just, no. Okay. So (laughs) maybe it wasn't a a date. date. Michael was trying to invite himself, but we didn't know if it was date night. So we were like, we're trying not to. No, we literally got a table for four people in the event you wanted to. So join okay because you guys assumed so michael and i were in charlotte last weekend we got back and we had to like grab his car from eastie we we, like park his car permanently (laughs) in front of our building in front of gail and mystery man's building because that's (laughs) that's the vibe that we have going on don't ask but um we were trying to we had to like what was it we had to get stuff for mystery man his golf clubs we had to draw yeah Mr. Man's golf clubs were in Michael's car. Michael was taking his car for the week. And so he was like, let me get my golf club. So you guys graciously dropped them off. It was funny, though, because, okay, we do this thing where not so much me, mainly Michael, (laughs) will kind of like invite himself into (laughs) situations with Gail and Mystery Man. Like you guys can have plans. And I feel like he's very much like we're... We're, go- we're going to do something all together. And it's funny because the mystery <laughs> man always... He can't say no. ...says no at first, <laughs> but then he always gives in. Yeah. So, like, I think on Sunday, Michael was like, yeah, they're, like, at this restaurant. So, like, we're just going to go. And I was like, Michael, like, maybe we should just... Maybe they're trying to do something just between the two of them. Like, let's not crash everything. But it's funny because you guys assume that we would crash. So you yeah. get a table for four. Yeah. That's kind of And cute. you didn't join. So I sad. So I, I, so I haven't really seen you since we recorded. That's true. That's true. And how are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's good. The vibes are high. Oh. I know at this point, every single year you sit me down and you're like, okay, I'm ready for summer to be over. It's time for fall. When August hits, Gail is done in the sun. Have you reached that point or are we like living for the moment this year? No, for I'm, the summer? I'm, I'm literally done. You're done. I'm done. Okay. I didn't know if you were done. I've been, I, I've been silent about it. I've been keeping it to myself. You've been suffering in silence. But like, I was just thinking like, I can't wait for football season for wait, when, wait, wait. <laughs> What? I've literally never heard you say that. Okay, well, do you, have you ever do you watch football? I mean, every Sunday, yeah. Okay, like when okay. there's a game on, like Mister Man puts it on, and like, hear me out. Okay, this is how you know I'm ready. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I bought a graphic, a Patriots graphic tee from oh, Abercrombie. No, like last week it came in the mail. I washed it. It's ready to go. I was like, 
Mr. Man, I'm going to wear this every time we watch a game. Like, this is going to be my I don't Patriots like you just, like, talking about t-shirt. your conversation with him, calling him Mystery Man. I know, I almost... Mystery Man, we're going to watch it. Well, I was going to say, like, his, his name, name or babe, but I was like, I'm not going to do that to you. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Let's get past that. But Anyways, I was like, I can't wait to, like, just sit on the couch. We don't have to, like... Talk about like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? Okay, like, no, okay. we just put football on. I sit on my phone and I scroll on Reddit, <laughs> okay. on TikTok. He doesn't bother me and it's great. <laughs> and like, we order some food and it's just a vibe and it's a little chilly out. I, I always know. talk to my friends about it and I'm like, what's what's the one thing that you want out of a romantic partner someday? Like you're to married. Be left alone. <laughs> to be left alone. Every, every girl that I ask this question to says the same thing I to be left alone I like being in each other's company silently yes and don't they say that like the best friendships and the best relationships are the ones where you can sit in silence and not, and not feel, feel uncomfortable weird, yeah like I feel like you and I can sit there there's been times that we've sat there for like 30 minutes without exchanging words but we feel comfortable but there are also sometimes when I try to talk to you and you just in one ear not the other I just don't <laughs> just yeah, don't that's answer. like another issue like <laughs> like <I'd-> hello <laughs> I don't know. That's something I need to figure out. I do that to a lot of people. I know. I'm working on it. It is an area for growth. It's okay. But um, yeah, I think it's funny because early on in a relationship, I think a lot of us are, you know, wanting all the attention all the time, all the conversations. And then you reach a point where you're like, let's sit here and let me scroll. Let me yeah. just do my thing. Let and me not scroll feel bad about it. And not feel bad about it. So you're more so taking the approach of, I like football Sunday because it's a day of rest. Yes. It's a day to chill. It's a day of cleaning. Eat bad food. And yes, like we call it trash bag day. You can eat whatever you want. And you don't need to argue about like what show are we watching. The pressure's off. You know football is going to be in the background, but you're not actually excited to watch the games. Mm -mm. Okay. Now I feel like I have my friend back because for a second (laughs) I was like, did I get transported into an alternate universe where you are excited to watch football with your boyfriend? And here I am. You know, not excited to watch football every <laughs> Sunday, but I will do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm on the same page as you. Cool. I love cool. that. How are you? How is life? How was the weekend? Oh my God. I thought you would never ask. Oh, I've been waiting to tell you. Wow. That. Okay. So our honorary Boston baddie, Gabrielle. Yes. Who lives in Jersey. Yes. She comes to Boston all the time to visit us. She was a fan. Now she's a friend. <laughs> is that weird to say? I feel fan like it's a turned little, it's friend. A little weird to say. I kind of forget that sometimes because we, we got so close with her so fast. Yeah, it's crazy to think that we met her two years ago. Wait, she came. Two, I don't know. A year and a half. Ago? She's come to two Miami trips. So she came on like a to an event that we had for the podcast like a year and a half ago, maybe almost two More. years ago. It was like yeah. near Christmas time, not this past year, but the year before. Sure. Yeah, we that makes sense. Quickly, like clicked with her. Three months later, we're inviting her to like my birthday trip. And ever since then, I feel like we've just become really close. Yeah. And we we see her all the time. At least one, like once a quarter. At, le- <laughs> At least once a quarter. <laughs> once a quarter. I was so sad. Whether it's in New York, Miami, Boston. So she came into town last week. Yeah, she came in town and you were gone. And so I hosted her. I was like, I got you. Like, we're still going to go out, whatever. So we go I'll set the scene. It's Tuesday night. Okay. We meet up after work. We go to Envoy and get some drinks. And we both order the same drink. It's like this guava margarita. And I'm watching the guy make the drink. 
and I'm saying this because it's important for the story later on. I'm watching him make the drink and the guava is like a guava puree in a squeezy bottle that's literally been like sitting out all day. Like I just know it or like since they opened and it's 80 Wait, degrees what did you, out. What type of drink was it? It's like a guava flavored margarita. Okay. okay and I'm wa- I watched him make it and I watched him squeeze it in and I'm like, whatever. Tasted fire. We each had two and then we left and we went to dinner. What place was this? Oh, Envoy. Okay. Rooftop. Okay. And so we go to dinner. It was fabulous. The next day rolls around. My stomach is grumbling. Oh. It's grumbling. The grumble rumbles. The grumble rumbles. It was it was bad. And so Wait, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm I don't so sorry. Have this conversation but with like you. I literally had food poisoning because it happened all day. Literally at work. I'm texting Gabrielle. I'm like, dude, I don't feel good. And she was like, I don't feel good. Oh. And so and okay, so the, here's the thing: we went to two places that night, so, you so guys got, I don't both know. Both had food poisoning, and you don't know was, what it was from. Yeah, if it was the food or if it was the drinks. Yeah. What did you get for dinner? So I didn't want to tell you. So like, literally, we went to Facha. Oh, I know, Shannon. I didn't eat. Like, I did not eat. I ordered. Oh, I'm so mad. We got like the burrata and the grandma's bread to start, and I ate that. By the time, and I didn't know it at the time, but like. I didn't even eat my entree. I ordered the Branzino. I didn't eat it because I already wasn't feeling good, but I okay. wasn't like actually sick. Then. Okay, so we're pretty confident that it wasn't facha then if you were I already know. feeling sick. But we were like, there what? for, the service was really slow that night. I was actually shocked at how busy it was for a Tuesday night. Like every single table is filled. So the service was slow. So there was a lot of time in between the appetizers and the entrees. I don't know. But like what in the grandma's bread and the, Burrata. Burrata could make you that sick. I don't know. I literally brought home the entire fish. I had two bites of the fish and I brought it home and I was like, yeah, I don't know why I'm bringing this home. I'm not eating fish the next day. Yeah, that's a a no-no. And I, it really was, it was really sad to say because you know I love facha and I don't know what it was. I don't know who or what. That's like the experience I had years ago at Earl's where I would always get the exact same thing. It was the salmon with the side of rice. I think it was like, um, like blackened or something like that. Yeah. My go-to. Every single time I'd go, I'd get that. And I was there one night with my girlfriends. This is like when I lived in Dorchester. Oh. We were out for a girls' night. We were like doing all the classic things, like having margaritas, requesting money on Venmo from our ex-boyfriends for like <laughs> emotional damages, just like random stuff. And... <laughs> I remember getting home that night and I just felt like sick and I didn't know why. And I didn't know, I only had like two drinks, but I then threw up for three days straight. And I, I I don't know. I actually think it might've been like a legit like stomach bug because I was just on the toilet puking, like couldn't stop throwing up, missed work like three days later because I was still throwing up. And it's weird because I never knew if it was like, I just was genuinely sick, like had a stomach bug where I couldn't stop throwing up or if it was the fish. But because of that experience, I, whenever I go back to Earl's, I still to this day have never ordered it again because that's just like now in my head, (sighs) you know, which is like not a fun place. Well, I will be going back to freaking Fracha. You You can count on that. I know that's our favorite. Like you got to just take one for the team. I know it was really sad. And then the the next day we hosted a cookout on the rooftop again. You were very missed. Oh, Um, I feel like you said that was like an attitude. You're yeah, very missed. You're very missed. Very you should have been there. Oh, um, just kidding. <laughs> Look at me going out to it was two nights in a row on a school night. Like literally people you. stayed so late and I was like, oh, my God, can you go home? Well, Michael was telling me that he was there till like almost of, midnight till almost midnight. And he was like, yeah, like still at like 
mystery man and abby's <laughs> blah blah blah. i'm like, like um on the rooftop and i was like that's kind of cool yes sir no out. no and the whole time like everyone was drinking and i was not because i was like i'm unwell Oh. I kept having to go downstairs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry that you went through that. I know. But then you went to Long Island for the weekend, right? Yeah. And then I was constipated the whole weekend. Oh I was gosh. like, what the hell? I just know How way do too I go much from about two you extremes? And I think, I think that it's, it's all there. Make it's out it, on the table. But it was good. It was a good time. Um, we, I took PTO that Friday. We went to Long Island. Super sad. I don't know if you guys are, you know me, I don't watch the news, but I didn't know about this. The Gilgo murderer was caught. Um, mm -hmm. and it was kind of such weird timing. So he was caught like a week prior to us going and this man, horrible person has, he targeted, um, young women. Like they were all in their twenties. Yeah. They were prostitutes. Horrible. Um, really, really sad. Um, but where he would dispose of the bodies is like in the marshes of this beach that we literally go to every year that we visit. So it was really weird to drive by on the boat and be like, wow, so many horrible things have like happened here. Yeah. It makes it kind of, it puts things into perspective. Yeah. It was really sad, yeah. really weird. Um, but it was a good weekend. Yeah. Oh, that is so sad. I'm happy they caught him. I know me too. And like, this has been going on for like over a decade. And I guess like some new police guy got into like, it, like he was like newly hired, like chief of whatever. I don't know. And he made it his mission. He was like, when I got hired, like I made it my mission to like catch this guy. Good. And he did. Ugh. Well, I'm glad that they were able to catch him, but that's just like, it is so horrible and it terrifying. Is. Like, I feel like you said, it's really to, sad. It's just, it's sad. And it's sad when people prey on people mm -hmm. like that's what, I don't know. Very sad. Um, How was Charlotte? Looked so fun. It was so fun. Um, so yeah, I went to Charlotte. Like we recorded. This is like a classic, just like lineup. Is like we recorded on Monday night. I took a seven a.m. flight the next morning. Um, so basically, we have an office in Charlotte. So I worked out of there all week, and it was funny because so like Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like I did things with my work friends. Like went out to dinner, went out after, like whatever. Thursday. Michael flies in and I got like dinner with all of my like, you know, friend friends. And then the weekend we like went out. So it was just like an interesting week because it felt like two Wait, very different vibes. What's a friend friend? Like not work friends. I don't oh. know how to, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like a Caitlin. friend. Like Caitlin. Okay. Yes. I was like, like trying to find a way to like put into words. I was like, you know, work friends and then friend friends. Okay. Like, not That's work fair. friends. No, Caitlin. That makes sense. Kate, my best friend, Caitlin. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, it was such a good time. I feel like Charlotte is just one of those cities I vibe with. And I don't really have a reason why. Maybe it's because I love the people like, the people there. Yeah, like I, my, my friend Caitlin lives there. I know we've talked about her before on the podcast. And she's actually moving back to Boston, which we're so excited about. Into my which building. is, okay, so <laughs> Caitlin moved to Charlotte two years ago and she is moving back to Boston now. She had like a great time, but she was like, it's time to come home. Gail was like, there is literally a spot open in my building. And you were so sweet, by the way, because you literally went above and beyond like, touring the place, like going there, taking videos and like negotiating. Caitlin literally was like, I felt like I had a broker working <laughs> for me, but then like Gail was putting in like double the work. Like she was negotiating on my behalf. She was like, I'm going to make sure that the place is pristine, like doing all this stuff, which is just so sweet because obviously Caitlin not being able to 
toilet for, place in yeah. person. Like she wanted to make sure that it was good. So the way that worked out was cool. So you and her are literally going to be roomies, which is crazy. I know. She's going to be a couple floors above me. Yeah. That's so fun. So she's moving back, but it was like a last hurrah in Charlotte. And then we also have like kind of a big group of friends that are down there too. So I think that with any city, I just feel like half of it is like the people that are there. hundred percent. And you've always said, you're mm -hmm. like, I don't get homesick because as long as I'm with my people, like I could be anywhere. Yes. Like I think I'm a big, and maybe it's because like my whole life being like, raised in another country and stuff like we didn't own a home because we always knew we were coming back to the u.s so like i didn't make a home a place like i always made my home people and i feel like that's still kind of the case like no matter where you are in the world as long as you're with people that you love like you're you're good you're good shape but it was so fun if people haven't been to charlotte before highly recommend i was actually talking to some girls who recently moved to charlotte Mm -hmm. from like the new england area and they, they love it because it's it's nice it's chill they're definitely a big like brewery city like the vibes are very chill like there's lots of breweries it's very cute like you can wear a sundress like young kind of fun culture definitely less like clubs less yeah. like oh we're gonna go out to like a fancy dinner like less of that vibe but like very very like laid back easygoing obviously people are nice so i, I don't love beer but i saw frosé Yes, they had like a Frosé like bar. Yeah. Was it? It looked like it. Looks Frosé type vibe. But I was really trying not to drink too much because it's like a new pact that I have with myself. <gasps> Wait, but what is this pact? I'm just like trying not to like, tr I'm trying to go out, enjoy myself, have fun with my friends, but like not drink to the point where I'm like drunk. That's like a new vibe that I'm trying to do. Buzz? Like not even trying to get buzzed. Okay. Like maybe, maybe I did, but like, I think what it is, is I was thinking about this a few weeks ago and part of me is like, sometimes I feel like I have this fear of not fear, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and I want to have fun. So like, therefore I must drink a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've never been a big drinker in general. Like both of us are kind of like that. We could go like weeks without drinking or a month or two without drinking. Not a big deal. But I do think that sometimes there's like this part of my brain that's like, oh, in order to have fun and be a fun person, you need to be like drinking. And that's not really true. So mm -mm. I've like been trying to be like, all right, I can have a drink. I can have two drinks. But like in the end of the day, people are going to love me for who I am. And if they don't, then like, that's not really my problem. And it's cool because I feel like I've realized that like, you can really have fun. <laughs> I'm like, you can have fun without drinking. But anyways, I guess more of a story. That's just like something I'm trying to work on doing. And it's been good. Like I feel happier not drinking too much. I so, love that. TBD. You. We'll, we'll give updates as they come. I feel like you don't even have to put like a label on it. I feel like like, that's the you thing. don't have to be like, no, I'm sober. Like, yeah. no, you're just, being more mindful of your consumption, more doing mindful. what makes you feel good. That's a great way to put it. More mindful, like more so just drinking like, you know, a glass of wine. Like if you want to have a glass wine, of wine. Yes, to exactly. Like unwind and enjoy it with your dinner, then yeah. go ahead. But you shouldn't like feel guilty for doing that because you're telling yourself like, no, I'm not drinking. And then you have a glass of wine and you're like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like, no. Yes, I think that's 100% true. And I also think just the mindfulness is important because- Sometimes I think it's easy to feel like, oh, look, I don't drink a lot. And then when you are more mindful, you're like, oh, wait, maybe I did drink a lot. And I just didn't think that I did because of the way that our society is set up. Like drinking is so glamorized. Um, it was a really good trip. I enjoyed myself. I'm excited for Caitlin to come home. And then we're all going on a boat cruise tomorrow or together. 
We were coming on the boat cruise, right? Like Michael's. Well, first of all, you said tomorrow. I was like, together. No, we're not. I meant to say together. <laughs> um, TBD. 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 We have to get through Mr. Man's birthday party first. That's true. All right, we'll get through that first, and then we'll we'll plan the boat cruise. All right, let's dive into drunk deets. Okay, so last week we talked about Miss Ariana Grande yes. getting a divorce from Dalton Gomez. Yeah. And since then, some, I don't, what do you want to call it? An allegation? Sure. Rumor. Rumor. I don't know what you want to call Something. it. Something. There's been some things brought to the Something surface. Something wicked this way comes. Oh, Ooh. look at you. <laughs> um, basically, Ariana is being, okay, she's being accused of being a serial homewrecker. And this Ugh. is based off of this new romance, allegedly, with her Wicked co-star, Ethan Slater. Um, so as we know, Ariana and Dalton were married for two years. I mean, they probably legally are still married. They're probably going to the divorce still. So I'll say, like, they've been married for the past two years. Yeah, they, I'm pretty sure they, yeah, they are legally still married. Yeah. And like, I think they, like, uh, people are speculating, at least, that they kind of split in January. Oh, but January. Are, well, I mean, you know how people are. People are like, that is when the rumors kind of started. That's when it seemed like they weren't spending time together anymore. So I think from a timeline perspective, people think January, February timeframe is when they started to like split. Drift. Now that is not confirmed. So yeah. more information could come out about this. And our our pal Ethan, he is also married with a kid, um, a one-year-old kid. Yeah. And... They are rumored to be together. And it's really sad because uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I know you love Ari so much. And it's like when you put these celebrities on such a high pedestal, you almost like don't want to believe the rumors. Like yeah. people are digging up Ariana's entire romantic past. Uh, I mean, there are so many TikToks all over people talking on Reddit, basically saying like there is a pattern of every relationship that Ariana's been in. She has been part of basically like wrecking a relationship. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is all speculation. So I'll start off with let's let's go to. 2013, rumors started going around that Mac Miller and his long longtime girlfriend, Nomi, broke up because he cheated on her with Ariana. And then we have in 2016, um, Naya Rivera revealed in her book that she caught Ariana at Big Sean's house when they were still engaged in 2014. And Ugh. then in 2019, TMZ reports that Ariana and Big Sean were getting cozy in the studio while he was dating Janine Aiko. Wait, this is what in 2019 you said? Yes. Okay. So like two different times when Big Sean had two different girlfriends and Ariana was caught in the midst of both of their endings. Actually, the 2019 one is interesting because obviously her and Big Sean had like a serious relationship like back in 2016. But like I didn't know that she was actually spotted with him again in 2019. That's not, not that long ago. That's no, four years ago. Okay. Um, And then... Okay, then we have, let's fast forward to 2018. We have the Pete Davidson era. He was dating Cassie David and he said that, or I'm sorry, Cassie said that she was dumped via text message just one day before she learned he was dating Ariana through Instagram. 
And then in 2018, there were rumors that Ariana cheated on Mac Miller with Pete while Pete was in a relationship with Cassie. Wait, that's confusing. Yeah. In so okay. basically the it's alleged that when Ariana was with Mac Miller, she cheated with Pete and then Pete broke up with Cassie via text message. And then obviously Ariana okay. left Mac Miller. Got it. Yeah, that is tough. Oh, and then it keeps going, right? Uh, just, I mean, 2020 Dalton Gomez's ex-girlfriend, oh. Nikki Barton posted a meme on her IG um, story around the same, same time him and Ari went public saying like, when you see your ex with a person, they told you not to worry about. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So what can you say? It's, it's tough. That is a, it is tough. It's just there's like a pattern. There's a pattern. You know, what's tough though. I think about this. I'm sure that someone could like, look at my past dating history or your past. Like you can find a pat people. There are patterns and it's not to make excuses for her at all. Like that is a tough pattern. If it's all true for sure. Um, and it's like people, you just said, put celebrities on pedestals. And it's tough because celebrities are humans and they're just mess, just as messed up as the rest. Honestly, no, more messed up than the rest of us mm -hmm. are. Because they're like, especially people like the Aries of the world, the Justin Biebers of the world, the Selena Gomez. Like they were raised in fame. They were just raised in a different way where like, I don't know if it has something to do with thinking like anything you want, you can get. Like, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Like uh, anything you want, you can get. You're young. You're rich. You're like beautiful. The world is your oysters. There's no repercussions. You can get whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And I think that that can fuel someone's behavior. And again, it's not to make excuses because it is on you as you grow up to take responsibility for your actions. And I think that's very important. I really just hope this isn't like situational and when she's done filming or whatever, not filming, but whatever, filming for Wicked, she ditches him. And then like, I honestly feel bad more so for Ethan and his wife and his family. Yeah. Cause like he just left his wife for- <sighs> To be honest though, I mean, that's what's gonna happen. Like, it's like, she's a very like swept up in the moment person. It's like, she's- She's going to go back to her life. And I mean, again, I, I don't know. I can't speak for her. I don't know her, but people just don't change. I guess is moral of the story. More sad news. Cristiano Ronaldo and um, Irina Shaikh break up um, as well. So more, <laughs> so more breakups, more devastation. First of all, I didn't even know that Cristiano had a girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but they've been dating for... I think five years. Like it's been like a very long time. I honestly thought they were married. Like I forgot that they were just dating. <sighs> I don't even know if she existed. So <laughs> um, apparently, did you know she, she has, she has a child with what's, what's that really famous actor guy? Oh yeah. Just any of them. <laughs> what's um, his name? Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I don't know. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Oh, what? Whatever. So within 24 hours of them being broken up, she lost 11 million followers on wow. Instagram. People go hard for Cristiano. That is one thing that is certain. <laughs> so she, I just looked, she, she has 22 million followers. So imagine having 11 million just gone in 24 hours. Like I would take that so personal. Wow. 
And like she's stunning. Like I don't know. I she's a Russian supermodel. Like makes sense. Like they're a beautiful. They were a beautiful couple, but they're done. And now she is moving on to allegedly Tom Brady. See, Tom Brady's all over the map. People are talking about him and Kim still, like them talking at a party recently. Now there's rumors that he's with Arena. Like, I don't really know what's going on. I guess he's just in his single boy era, like his bachelor era, which we just haven't seen out of Tom. I don't I don't know. I'm such a freaking idiot. I'm reading this article. <laughs> Brady invited Arena to fly out and meet up in Los Angeles this weekend. A pass oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to read. <laughs> Peter is literally SMHing you right now. He's like, why is this happening? You guys Brady. are supposed to report the news. <laughs> Brady invited Arena to fly out and meet up in Los Angeles this past weekend. She resides full time in New York City with her and Bradley Cooper's six year old daughter, Leah. Do you think this is an upgrade or a downgrade? Because this is hard. You had the best in soccer and now the best uh, some people think the best in football. I, you have to go soccer. So is this a downgrade, even though he's still the best? I don't know. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo has the most Instagram followers, I think, in the world, right? Yeah. Um, soccer is a bigger sport than football. Yeah, I don't by get far, that. Worldwide. Because <laughs> America's the only country that like doesn't Isn't, respect soccer. Every other country in the world, soccer or football, as they call it, is number one. So Football. Cristiano Ronaldo is making more money, more Instagram followers. I also think he's hotter. That's just like a personal opinion. I think it's a downgrade. And I, I love Tom Brady. Agree. And I'm sure that every man in Boston just, if any of them listen to this podcast, hated the fact that I just said that. But I think it's true. No, I actually agree. Okay. Like I'm looking at pictures of Christian and what's her name? Arena? Cristiano. What did I say? Christian. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is kind of shitty, though, because the news of all this came out on Giselle's birthday weekend. So it almost feels like intentional, intentional, because like she's seen like leaving Tom Brady's house. And I'm like, if you if he wanted to hide it, he could have like there are ways Oh. to hide it and he just didn't care too yeah but part of me is like does that mean he still has feelings for Giselle because he's like trying he's to being petty to, yeah like someone that's actually moved on wouldn't need to like True. broadcast that on their ex's birthday like I feel like I don't know think about like when you're truly moved on from a person yeah and what your actions look like and then think about when Unbothered. you're still yes when you're still caught up on that guy and you're trying to act like you've moved on, but in reality, you're trying to rub things in his face. And it's like almost obvious. It's like the whole like, don't play hard to get, be hard to get vibe. Like you're doing things to look a certain way versus like you're actually unbothered. So like you don't need to like, you know, have the girl leaving your house on your ex's birthday, knowing that people are gonna see <sighs> it. I, Tom didn't strike me as that kind of guy, but. I feel like deep down, more people are like that than we think. Oh my God, stop. We're going to get canceled <laughs> if we shit on Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. Tom, we love you. We don't mean it. No, he's he's sucked ever since he left the Patriots <laughs> and I will die on that hill. Okay. Oops. Oops. Um, <laughs> As a, on like, I guess on like the happy front. I don't know if this is happy front. I just, things have gotten so toxic. I just don't know what's good, what's bad. Megan Fox and MGK are back together in public. So this is a f interesting one because- mm -hmm. There was so many speculations about them breaking up. 
she posted something kind of cryptic on Instagram that alluded to the fact that maybe he cheated and then she like deleted her Instagram and now she has it back. And I just don't really know. But people thought that they broke up. People thought there might have been some cheating. Um, and now they're appearing in public again for the first time. And people are like, oh, my goodness, they're back together. They were um, spotted at like a carnival together. The Orange County Fair. I watched the video of this altercation and basically they're exiting a ride. Okay. The two of them, they're holding hands, whatever. And then there's like barricades, maybe just like a normal barricade for like a line for this ride. And there's this one guy that like yelled something and you can't hear what he said. But all of a sudden, like, it's like, I'm like 95% sure that MGK is the one that swung first. He kind of like swatted at the guy that like chirped. I don't know if he said something disrespectful to like Megan or something. Like I have no idea, but he swung first and then um, the guy like swung back. And I think before he could even like really swing um, their bodyguard, like literally like lunged at this guy and like in the process, like kind of pushed Megan to the side. Like literally she got tossed a little bit. Um, <laughs> But he no, was just, funny. he was just, no, it's kind of funny. He was just doing his job. Like she's fine. She probably just like, I don't know, maybe got a bruise. Okay. Um, But, but you're right. Like, do we like this reunion? I don't, I don't really know. know. And I, also, I don't fully know if they broke up. Like, I mean, they probably did. I feel like there's a, they were on a break. They there's said. an element of truth behind everything you see online. So I think they were on some sort of a break. Yeah. Allegedly. And now they're back together. I mean, so what happened? I don't really know if anything ever was confirmed. It was kind of messy. Like, remember when she deleted her Instagram for a minute? Right. That's and like she made like a petty post and like in the caption, yeah. like the whole like truth thing. Like, Well, right. And like she like alleged it seems like maybe he cheated. Yeah. I don't know. So these two, I don't know what to think about them, but they were I was watching the recent episode of keeping up or not keeping up just the Kardashians yeah and she was in there with him and I didn't realize like just how tall MGK is he's really tall he's so tall but also like everyone of those people except for I guess Chloe and Kendall are so short that's true like, but like he was standing next to Travis and I was like Holy oh, shit he looked tall compared to him too oh my god like you're right he is really tall towering over him and yeah. I was like oh and like, he's like, oh my God, I don't know. I just like, didn't realize like, what does he do again? Is he a drummer or no? Travis is a drummer. Yeah. MGK is like the singer. rock star singer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to say, how does that work with a drum set? <laughs> when you're like body probably doesn't even fit. Sitting. Sometimes I just like, don't know what to expect. I was like, what do you mean? How does it work? Like, how does it work to be like oh. a performer? And then I, <laughs> I didn't realize you were going there with the drum set. That's so funny. Well, like sitting down, like his legs, like he, he needs, like, like I just imagine stool. like his but legs being not, two feet away from the drum. He's also drums. not a drummer. So he's I, not. So it's not a problem. <laughs> so that's why drumming wasn't like ever in his career path. That must have been why. That was definitely the He's reason. like, no, nah, I'm going to just stand so that so that it's fine. <laughs> Nothing to, to do with his it. voice. He just like drumming was too hard. Oh, does he say So MG he does. MGK. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, he does. I do love him. I do love his songs. I, what is happening to you? I confuse the two. Okay. I confuse Travis. Travis You're doesn't right. sing. They do have like a similar vibe. And I they just, both are dating, like one's dating, you know, Megan Fox, the other one's dating. It's like the same thing. It's the same thing. They're the same, they're the same person. Same but different. A lot of people... Seem to think that maybe M Megan Fox and MGK were kind of toxic. Some people say that they're like starstruck, epic lover, twin flame. I don't flames. know. 
I'm not really sure about them. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's definitely some sketchy vibes. Like, I'm not really sure what to make of it, but I guess good for them. I know they're engaged, so... Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Ugh, I I'm keep not forgetting sure. about all these celebrity couples just getting engaged. I know. Like, it's nothing. It is interesting. I mean, I guess that was like a beacon of like something, some people trying to make it work. Maybe it, they're putting a bandaid on a problem. They're like, oh my God, like we need to get engaged to try to save this relationship and it never works. Yeah. It's like when people try to have a baby to save yes. a marriage. It is interesting though, because I know, I feel like we talk a lot on here about celebrities either getting engaged or breaking up, or sorry, not getting engaged, getting divorced or breaking up. And it does kind of feel like a lot of these relationships, like after like the two year mark, it's like, okay, we're done. We tried it and it didn't work. And it's almost like expected. Like, oh yeah, they're getting, they're they, getting they uh, divorced. They treat it like it's nothing. Like whatever. Like, like, like just like another breakup. Like, oh, we're just, we're getting another divorce. And maybe it's always been like that in pop, pop culture, but I just feel like that has it has just been so a prevalent. lot lately. A lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. And it kind of makes it, maybe I'm old fashioned, but it kind of just makes me wonder, like, does the commitment of marriage like mean anything <laughs> to anyone in ever? Hollywood? No, I feel like to majority, it's just like a saddest thing and to Something claim them. But at the end of the day, it doesn't stop them from cheating. Like, I feel like it's crazy. They all sign prenups anyway. So it's yeah. like, whatever. No, like, if it doesn't work out, like, we have the best lawyers. Like, it'll be over in no time. It does but make like, me wonder, though. Like, I think sometimes I, I think about this and I don't want this to come off the wrong way because there are relationships that are toxic. There are relationships that are abusive. There are relationships where there's cheating. And I think that there are situations where you need to remove yourself from that situation because it is like physically or mentally or emotionally not good for you. Mm -hmm. I do, however, sometimes think that we live in a quitting culture. Like I think sometimes we get into situations and we're living in the moment and we're living based on feelings. And then when those feelings no longer are serving us or when life gets hard, we're kind of like, all right, well, then I'm just going to quit and I'm just going to you know, get a divorce or I'm just going to quit my job. I'm just going to, you know, block this friend that I've had for years. And I'm just going to move on with my life because I need to, you know, protect my peace. I need to protect my energy. I feel like we hear these terms a lot. And I think it's important to take a step back and wonder, is there a difference between protecting your peace and protecting your energy and like removing yourself from toxic people, which I think is a good thing, by the way, like you should be doing that. You shouldn't be surrounding yourself by people that make you feel anxious and upset or you shouldn't be in a job that like makes you literally like not want to get up in the morning and go to work because it's such a toxic environment that it's draining you is there a difference between that and then you know things just getting hard and life getting difficult and people having disagreements where you know maybe you're just making an excuse to get out of situations when things get difficult when maybe we should be pushing to try to think make things work does that make sense no it, it does make sense and i think that which scares me for generations below us. Like, I feel like as time has gone on, like with each generation, it's gotten worse and worse. Like what yeah. happened to the saying, like mama didn't raise a quitter. Like, I feel yeah. like that's like not a thing anymore. And uh, what the hell are we millennials? Gen I think Z? I don't like know. We're like on the are. cusp. So like we're all over the place. I feel like one second I'm a millennial and the next second I'm a Gen <laughs> <Yeah>. Z. <laughs> but whatever, whoever's below us, I just, I, I honestly worry for them because even now, like I'm not shitting on, 
job hoppers. Like I feel like there's situations like where it's it's good to job hop, yeah, but like look out for yourself and if there's a better opportunity you should yeah, take it like and not if, be taken advantage of for sure. If it's gonna like help your career, absolutely one hundred percent do what's best for you. But I, I think like even like the boomers are concerned about the job hopping because people now these like nowadays like they don't have loyalty to anything and they're like no like i'm just gonna go where the grass is allegedly greener and like i can get more money and like nothing nothing matters anymore yes and like even all over tiktok it's like you don't owe anyone anything just look out for yourself if something doesn't serve you move on if something doesn't make you happy move on and it's like people are just chasing these feelings of happiness but i think we talked about this last week like happy happiness is an emotion and that can come and go. And I think when you think about, you know, something like, and obviously marriage and a job are two very different things. You shouldn't have the same amount of commitment to your job that you do to your significant other, but it's the same principle, the vows that people make. And it's like, you know, for sickness in sickness and in health. And like, basically it's like everyone knows marriages are going to withstand difficult times and trials. And it's not always going to be fun and it's going to be really hard, but Part of the beauty of it is going through difficult times with the person you're with. There is no perfect person. And again, I'm not talking about abusive or toxic relationships. I'm talking about even the best relationships. Like every person I know that is married and has a great marriage, they're like, yeah, it's freaking hard. Mm -hmm. It is difficult. It is a struggle. It is a battle. You are trying to like spend your life with another human and you're both flawed and you're trying to work through it. But I think that during dif- like situations of difficulty is often when growth happens. And sometimes I almost wonder if we get scared of facing uncomfortable things and we get nervous and we feel uncomfortable. So instead we like put up this wall where we're like, well, this, this doesn't serve me. I have to protect my peace. So I'm just going to quit and I'm going to move on to something else. But if we're constantly quitting every single time life gets hard, like, how are we ever going to grow and develop into the people that we're meant to be? Like, I think about my job and granted, I'm not in like a toxic environment. So if I was, I would have left, but I've been through some really, really hard times where it wasn't fun. And I got up in the morning and was like, like today's not going to be fun. Tomorrow might not be fun either, but let me just try to see if I can be the best that I can. And maybe I can learn something from this experience. And I think that the difficult times I faced in my life with my job made me better at my job. I think that the difficult things that Michael and I have faced in our relationship has brought us closer together. And I wanna make sure we don't get to a point where we're just like, you know what, something is difficult, quit, but then you never really like develop and grow. Okay, so there's two avenues. We have the the protect my peace and then we have no, I'm going to stay and persevere and mama didn't raise no bitch. Like I can do this. But I think like the problem is, is that people don't have the confidence. And so they think like, no, like this is too hard. I can't do it. That's a really good point. But like, I'm a very firm believer in fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like I am CEO of fake it till you make it. (laughs) But, um, if, if you don't, if you don't think you can, like you're not going to. So it's again, like what we talked about, like whatever episode, like it's your perspective on things. Like if you don't have a good perspective, like, yeah, you're probably not gonna have good results. That is so true. And I think it's interesting you say confidence because I think that 
going through difficult times and overcoming those things. It gives you confidence. Gives you confidence. Yeah, exactly. Like if I'm in a difficult situation and I'm like sitting there, my back is against the wall and I'm like, okay, I can, you know what? I'm just going to quit because I just, I don't think I can do it. Sure. I could do that. And then I could just, you know, do something else. And when something else gets tough, quit again, or I can try to overcome it and risk failure or risk coming out on top and then being like, oh my goodness, you know what? I got through that. So I'm now confident that I can take on the next thing. And I feel like those times of testing is what builds endurance and what builds confidence. And like, we need that as we get older in life. I think those are like essential skills we need to learn. Like those are skills our parents learned, our grandparents learned like to adapt and to build confidence in that adapt adaptation, I guess. I think literally what it comes down to is we're getting babied more and more. Yeah. I hate to say it. And like, I'm just so glad to one day be able to raise kids and to raise them to not quit, be a fighter. But then there's also two sides to the coin. Like I can see people arguing, well, no, like it does take confidence to also like quit something. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you quit, like you said, like if you quit everything when it gets hard, like, what do you have to show for it? Exactly. Like you, you want to die alone. You have, you want to have a resume longer than the dictionary. Like, do you want to have no friends because you don't know how to keep a friend because you just leave them when you have one fight? Yeah, that's so true. And I think like one thing I've struggled with my life in my life too, is the intention behind what you're doing, right? Like I love to travel mm-hmm. and I love to travel. I love to travel. I love to travel. But I think I said this a few weeks ago, wait a second, am I actually running away? Like, am I running away from, you know, facing my thoughts, my emotions, my life? Or am I traveling because I just genuinely love to travel? I think it's a little bit of both. I do think I love to travel. But I think sometimes when life gets hard in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I just want to book a trip somewhere. I just want to like be carefree and live my life and have fun. And am I just really quitting when things get hard and just trying to escape into traveling somewhere and doing something that will feel fun in the moment? Like, if I could just face the difficult things I'm going through and get through them, I will have this confidence that like, okay, you know what? You don't need to run away when things get hard, Shannon. Like, it's okay. Face it. And I do think you're right. Like I look at us and we're, you know, 27, 28 years old. And it's like, I just feel like we're still so young. And when my parents were my age, I feel like they were just like, more mature. I don't know how else. And I wasn't them. But from what I hear, it just feels like you're right. People, as they get older, they just still seem so young. And I don't know if that's anything to do with like the quitting, but it does, it does seem interesting how, how it works. But life is hard. Like relationships are hard. Having a successful career is hard. Being in a long-term friendship is hard. Like people are going to piss you off, but I do think sometimes you have to stick some things out. Get uncomfy. Uncomfy. It's just like going back to the gym after an era of not going. It's just like the f- the first time is going to be the hardest. And then once you keep doing it, you'll get better at it. And it won't, and you won't dread doing it. Yeah. It'll just become a part of you and a part of like who you are. And you're like, all right, like I'm going to go to the gym because I want to go to the gym and I'm grateful to go to the gym. And it's not like a chore. But again, that just comes down to your perspective and what is it that you want and like how far are you willing to go to get what you want? Yeah. That's such a good point. And I feel like, have you ever surprised yourself with like how resilient you really are and how strong you really are when you do face something? Yeah. Um, I would have never 
been a dancer in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade if I quit the first time. I remember yeah. I, I auditioned one year, didn't get it. And that year that I auditioned, they were taking 600 dancers. They were touring across the country, holding wow. auditions, 600 dancers, and I didn't get it. I went back the next year, I auditioned again, and I got it. And they were taking half the amount of people than That's they were. That's amazing. So I made it when they were only taking 300 dancers in the first year it was double and I didn't make it. But it was like, if I quit and I was like letting myself be discouraged because I got rejected one time, then I wouldn't be able to say like, yeah, I got to spend the week before Thanksgiving in New York City living a dream life, like learning choreography, being to pretend to be a celebrity for a day and have an amazing experience if I, if I didn't persevere and keep trying. That's a, such a great point. And it's like, the feeling of like, let's say you had quit, like that what if feeling, what if I tried again? What if mm -hmm. I made it the next year? That probably would have eaten you alive yeah. rather than just going for it a second time or even a third time and just seeing like, can I do this? Yeah, so, I think people would surprise themselves if they if they actually just applied themselves even more. I think we just get scared. Like we get comfortable. We don't want change. We don't want pain. We don't want you know, uncomfortable situations. And I think that's normal. Like in the end of the day, it's a defense mechanism, right? Like our brains are set up in a way where we want to protect ourselves, protect our peace, protect our energy. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be anxious. We don't want to be stressed. So we're going to do whatever we can to keep ourselves comfortable. But I do think that getting uncomfortable is what leads to a lot of the things that we ultimately want. And the way that it was described to me a while ago, because I was put into a, you know, new uncomfortable situation a while ago. And it was a good thing. It was something that was ultimately going to be good for me, but I was scared. And I remember someone said this to me and it stuck with me like for years and years. And like, I def I definitely like live by this today. And they were like, okay, so what hurts more? The pain of staying the same or the pain of growth? And basically what they were saying was they were like, if you stay the same, you're probably gonna feel more happy in the short term. Like, all right, I'm glad that I didn't take that chance. I'm glad that I didn't push through, you know, that uncomfortable situation. I'm glad I didn't put myself out there and work and like push to see if I could come out the other side of this victorious. You might be happy that you just, you know, either quit or did whatever you could just to stay comfortable in the moment. But then long-term, like the pain of not, pushing yourself, the pain of not taking that opportunity and pushing and trying to make it work like that pain, it probably outweighs whatever short-term pain you're going to take by just like dealing with uncomfortable times. And I think when I thought of it that way, I was like, all right, a lot of us can relate to that. Like if I go up for, you know, a promotion at work, or if I'm put into a new role, that's really challenging. And I just got promoted and it's harder than I ever thought it would be that might really, really stink in the short term. I'm gonna have imposter syndrome. I'm gonna be stressed out and anxious. But then like, let's say I succeed in that role. I'm probably gonna be happier long-term versus if I don't even try for the promotion because I'm like, nope, that's gonna be too hard. Let me stay in the role I am, I'm in. Well, five years from now, am I gonna be happy that I didn't at least go for it and just try to like stick with it and see if I can make it work? Probably. So I don't know. I think there's definitely a difference between getting out of a toxic situation and like learning to fight when life gets hard, for sure. Absolutely. And there are so many successful business owners that if they had quit, they wouldn't be where they are today. And like, it's never too late. Like there are people that 
start a business and they don't see it take off for years and years. I say the same thing about our podcast. I'm yeah, like, that's a good okay, point. like, yeah, we've been doing this for two years. Like if, if we quit when the first 50 episodes, like we wouldn't have the community that we have today. We wouldn't have experienced some cool events that we've done and opportunities that we've been given because of it. If we had quit when we were getting five views, um, a week and it was the people in this room. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. So funny. And it's hard and it's awkward. Like you're putting yourself out there. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's like super important. And I do think that a lot of us sometimes are really close to our situations where it's like hard to make, like you always say, like you can't take your own advice. And I'm like the queen of that. Like I can mm -hmm. give someone advice. It's hard for me to take it. So I do think it's important to like ask help too to people that you care about. And I think it's important to like reach out to people and like ask them for advice, like on what they think. And hopefully you're asking people that like have your best interests at heart. Like you're a friend, a family member. It doesn't matter if you have 20 friends, one friend, if your friend is across the country, if your mom that you trust is across the country, FaceTime someone and just like ask for their advice. Because sometimes I think what we need is people to like hit us straight and tell us like, all right, what you're doing makes sense or it doesn't make sense. And like, I think that sometimes we take the logic out of our own situations and you need someone else to help you. Yeah. I will say sometimes though, leaning on others is a hundred percent necessary and valid, but it can become tricky. I think Yeah, when you are seeking advice from people who haven't either been through what you've, what you're going through or, like, I don't know. I just, I've always been so weary of like asking like in the past, like when, when I was single and like dating or whatever, like, yeah. all right, why am I asking my notoriously single girlfriend for dating advice when she literally doesn't like, isn't in a relationship, hasn't been in like one in a long time. Like, why am I doing that? Like I should talk to someone who's in a relationship. Like, yeah. I think just like, it's good to ask people for advice to get different perspectives, but I think sometimes taking it right, like too you shouldn't literally. just like hear what someone says and do everything that they say. Yeah, like you need to formulate your own opinion. And I, I think, think that's a good point. I think you should trust yourself, trust your gut, trust trust that you know what's best for you, and other people, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that if you do have people in your life that are a little bit older and have wisdom, like that goes such a long way. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be a family member. Like it can be someone else. I think you have to formulate your own opinion about your life. But I just know there was so many times where <laughs> growing up, my mom would give me advice and I was like, what does she know? Like she's, she doesn't get it. She's not in my situation. She's not in high school. She doesn't know what's cool. And every single time it's like, she was right. She so was right. yeah, I think again, like you don't want to fully rely on other people, but I do think you shouldn't have to suffer alone. If you're going no, through something, definitely not. reach out to community, join our private Facebook group. Oh, Ooh. the baddies are always, you know, chiming in on there. Yes. Asking for advice, what to do, even if it's something silly, like how do I like take the train to Gillette? Like they're always willing to help. Yeah. And it's like often, do you ever feel like it's those questions that you think are silly, so you don't want to ask them, but then it's like 30,000 other people are, are like wondering the same thing, wondering the exact yeah. same thing. I feel like that happens all the time. We are more alike than we realize. That is so true. We're all human. All right, baddies. Well, that's all we had today. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, subscribe pretty please on pot or 
what is it called? Apple? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That, that is where they're posted. <laughs> and on Spotify. And on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. And then follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork no underscore. I feel like Instagram is like where we get DMs from people yeah. that, you know, listen to the podcast and encourage us. Our Facebook group is where like the community is truly built and people like network. And then TikTok is just where every single person hates us. Yeah. We could say the nicest thing in the world. We're going to get hate. The meanest thing, people will hate us. But it's like kind of keeps things interesting, keeps us honest. So. Oh, it's my favorite. I like it. All right. Well, we love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.